my shorts. <laughs> The Dave Lee Down Under Podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Dave Lee, and this is episode eight. Woo! This is the uh, fourth time we've recorded today's intro. I'm still trying to fix the mic. Well, we're tempted to record the intro for today's show. We're we're just having an off day, I think, but we're here, and we're going to get through it. It's been a busy morning for you. It has been a busy morning. I've been up early. Uh, doing podcasting, I was, I was guested on a, on a podcast uh, this morning, and then I spent all day writing today's show, so I'm a bit tired again. I always seem to be busy on a Friday morning. That's a rush, isn't it? I know it's always Funny. a rush. Well, a lot of the interviews and stuff you get to do are on a Friday. Yeah, I know. So or, you know, like two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I know. Five o'clock in the morning. That's crazy. Well, today was okay. It was a nine. I, I was uh, did a nine thirty a.m. thing, so but it still just throws out the whole day. But it's all good. I enjoy doing it. I, of course, joined once again by old mate Rick. Uh, Howdy, duty. Joining us once again here on the show. Um, I feel like I have to keep saying this. Old mate Rick is my father. Yep. I keep getting asked. Not his life partner. Sometimes, no. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. But it is my, has been asked before. There has been asked before. This is my father. I feel like every time I don't say who you are, I get asked, who's this old man Rick? Who's yeah. old mate Rick? Just so, some old dero so you picked say. up off the side <laughs> yeah, of the street. Yeah, exactly right. Driving home one night, he was there laying in the gutter. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's my dad. He's joining us once again. Of course, you can join us every Monday on the uh, podcast here. This goes out across all the major podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Still haven't got to the bottom of Amazon Podcasts. Don't know what the hell is going on there, but we'll sort that out. The visual element is also available to view on YouTube, which goes out two days earlier to Patreon supporters. If you'd like to be a, a Patreon supporter, you can, of course, support the show for as little as a dollar a month, and you get it that two days earlier. I know. You say the same joke every week. I know. Um, but So, uh, of course, you can find me on YouTube at Dave Lee Down Under, or uh, on Twitter, Instagram. Search me or pop up. Otherwise, links down in the description of every podcast. That's very exciting. If you want to write into the show, you can shoot an email to DaveLeePod at gmail.com. No one's used the email. Well, actually, I got one email, and I uh, can't remember what it was. I think it was just someone asking for a cartoon evolution again. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course. Just again. <laughs> yeah, I know. Just another... It's either bait of your life now. Another it? place someone can, can ask. That's okay. I don't mind it. Um, if you're uh, listening on podcast platforms, please leave a review. All good ones are welcome. Bad ones, not so much. No, don't want bad ones. Um, and again, I still can't see international reviews, but if you're anywhere you are in the world, just leave some reviews. Helps it get out there. Hopefully. The Hopefully. I don't know. I don't know how it quite works. Still get my head around all of this. It's all new to me, too. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm struggling. I mean, oh, geez. There we go. We got through that. Fourth time's the charm. Um, I thought the same was third, third time's a charm. Well, we got an extra one in there. Oh, Never right. a little, a little sip, a little quick sip. Oh. Of course you are. Oh, jeez. All right, so um, that's because you don't shut up. Oh, I know, I know. Been you talking all morning though. Um, this week, another uneventful <laughs> week, as people are uh, getting used to. Well, lockdowns and all that sort of stuff. <clears throat> we had some restrictions uh, eased a bit though. We did. Which was nice. Yes, last um, weekend. So what was what was released? Um, 
relaxed he, it was. Um, well, we were only allowed to, previously. We've only been allowed to travel within five kilometers of home. That's it's right. now twenty-five kilometers of home. The um, um, the uh, uh, what do you call it? The lockdown, not the lockdown. The um, curfew. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, was lifted. Out. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's no curfew now. Um, what else was there? I can't remember now. There was a couple of things. I think it, like I don't know. I can't remember. Like oh, like hairdressers and stuff. Hairdressers open. open. Yeah, that's right. Beauty. Actually, I don't know if the beauty places are no, open. No, beauty but places aren't. Oh, that'll probably be next week. I yeah. would think. Just little bits and pieces, but hopefully this weekend or next weekend we'll get some more restrictions eased, which would well, be nice. We're supposed to be announcing some stuff on Sunday. Okay, that'll be beautiful. So that'll be nice, and I would I would think it'll it'll be. I think they were talking about retail opening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But under under. Um, shorter hours mm-hmm. and stuff like that, I think. It was something like that. So, yeah. so hopefully all that sort of stuff will be relaxed a little bit and we can yeah, sort of get back to some sort of normal. Hopefully. Not it's going to be normal for a long time. COVID normal, as they're calling it. Learning to live <laughs> oh, with the I virus. Hate that saying. Yeah, I know. <laughs> all these buzzword, buzzwords <laughs> coming out of this. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Gosh. Um, but we're down to one case this morning. We've been good. The last like week or so, it's three, been like under five. Three yesterday or something, three yesterday, and one the day before, yeah, and two yeah. the day before. So, so we're going, we're tracking okay. Although we've had a an incident at a school in Preston, oh, yeah, haven't we? It's a massive, like, potential breakout. Yeah, there Some was, some, it was, kid, a, it was a, um, um, in Preston, and there was, there was one kid that, that had gone to the school for about four days or something mm. that had the virus. Um, but it was sort of a bit of a mix-up because, uh, I, from what I understand, um, he was either living in a house or something with with people yeah. that had it, um, and they were they were released. But mm-hmm. he was supposed to still be locked down. But their understanding was that that they could all get out. So he he's gone to school, and it's a bit of a mistake. But you know, it shit happens. But mm-hmm. as a result, there was something like they were saying something like. Um, Eight hundred people have been been asked to quarantine mm. themselves for a fortnight, fourteen days. Yeah, um, from something like eighty three different families or something. Yeah, so no, it's nuts. Hopefully, hopefully it won't get out of hand and there won't be another, you know, hundred people or something that. Well, contract. <laughs> you just so hope so. We just hope. That. Oh my gosh! It's like you're just right there, and then something happens. And well, we got there was some protest today. Yeah, I know. That's what I mean. <laughs> Fucking morons. Just people just just ruining it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's like you just yeah. – <gasps> oh, it's like you get like three steps ahead and then ten steps back. Yeah, well, as we're, as we're recording now, there's some protest going on in the city. Oh, it's over now. In the, oh, the, it's over the now. The cops it? got on it, yeah. Yeah, and the you know, a few hundred cops got there and they formed a circle around them and arrested people and God knows what because they were obviously not, you know – not doing what they should have been doing, mm. and and it's because of the people like that that we're going to be locked down again. You know. Yep. Anyway, it's enough politics anyway. for today. It's nah, Seven it's minutes enough. of politics. Ugh, it's driving <laughs> me nuts. Oh my gosh, I'm we just had, over it. We had another courier this week, didn't we? Yeah, more disaster. Morons. Another courier disaster. <laughs> if you've been listening, we've had just disasters with couriers lately. We had another one come and deliver something to the, the wrong place. And he said, oh, is this number so-and-so? Yeah, yeah. So took the delivery. And then after he'd just about taken off, looked at the parcel, not, not, the, not the same number, completely like down the street, like 100 numbers yeah, off. exactly right. <laughs> just, just nuts. Like what nerd? Yeah. So to run back down and be like, what are you doing? This is the wrong place. Yeah. 
crazy. But, Absolute disaster. But, but, and I took the parcel out to him. He said, oh, is this not number yeah. you know, 240? Yeah. I said, no, 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 look at it, mate. It's number 200 and, It's number 150. Oh, he said, oh, sorry, my, my mistake. So we took the parcel back and hopefully delivered it to the right place this time. Mm. But, well, you know, because we, we've been banging on for the last few weeks about careers and postal systems and, and, at the moment. Yeah, and how things are going missing mm-hmm. and all these sorts of things, and that's exactly why they go missing. Yeah. You know, crazy stuff like that. I know. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, I have had passwords go missing. I just had to get Zavi. If you've been listening, I've been struggling with a Zavi parcel. Should have been here a month ago. Um, I contact them. I'm like, my pa- I ordered four things, and what they do, as I've said in the past – you order a bunch of items and they send them all out individually, and then you start you like they start trickling in, and so I ordered four things, three items trickled in over the course of a week, and then the fourth one just disappeared. I contacted them like, "What's going on? It's been two weeks. I've got all the other three. Fourth one isn't here. What the hell is going on? Oh, sorry, it hasn't been a month since we shipped it. Oh, no, it has to be like forty days or something. Yeah, so you have to wait for forty days, um, uh, business days or something." Um, until we can actually send another one. So the time elapsed, I had to get back in touch and be like, yeah, it hasn't arrived. So I I don't know. This is probably why a lot of this stuff happens because parts get delivered to the wrong house. People can't read read the right address. Missorting everything. It's nuts, but it's just our postal system's always been stuffed, but it's worse than ever right now. Oh, the the government's just asked that was it the CEO or something of OzPost to... Oh, to remove yeah. herself from the oh, position? Oh, something like that, because they were giving out like um, three all these like expensive watches. Three and a half, half, half or eight thousand dollar watches or something to executives. expensive watches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. as bonuses. Like, mm-hmm. come on, get yeah. serious. <sighs> People out there struggling, you know, doing that sort of shit. Yeah. Well, we've uh, movies. That's the that's the uh, crux of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, it is a bit. <laughs> um, Not politics. No. What do we watch this week? Um, not a lot. Catalog title wise for me in the mornings, I've been hammering through the Universal Monster films, the classic ones again. Um, if you, again, if you've been listening, I've been last couple of weeks. I've been watching these ones, just felt in the mood for them. Um, and I've kind of got to the back end of like the um, like the main series of them all, and kind of diving into the more like hidden gems. Um, of course, past House of Frankenstein and House of Dracula, which are like the two big combination films. Um, and then I'm kind of onto stuff like The Raven, Murders in the Rue Morgue, The Black Cat. Ooh, just exciting stuff. Really good stuff. I've got so many more to watch still. I've got like 10 left. And I've watched, I reckon, 25 of them. I don't know. It's crazy. There's, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. They only there's go for like 60 minutes each. It's almost like watching a, I guess it's like a serial. It's like a series of films, yeah. so then it's like an hour each. It's almost like just watching a TV show, but they feel long. They're good. Most of them are good movies, but they they feel really long, even though they're only like 60 minutes each. But they're fine. I've been enjoying them. What I was really surprised about is that there's actually a through line through mobile for most of them. I mean, you've got the Wolfman films and the Frankenstein films. They both have like this through line, this overarching story. And then you get to House of Frankenstein and it, like, all culminates. It's crazy. It's like the the Avengers of the 1940s. <laughs> like, serious. Like, I never – because, as I said last week, I've watched the, like, the core films, like the main films, but none of the sequels yeah. other than other than Bride of Frankenstein, which is considered one of the core films anyway. 
But this is the first time I've kind of gone through and watched all the sequels. I and saw stuff. a lot of them first release. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> maybe old enough. No, nah, well, not quite. Um, no, but I'm, I was really surprised at how well they all do tie in, and it's crazy. And it, you know, really is the beginning of that shared universe thing. So I'm enjoying that. And then, like Universal, made hundreds of horror films around the time. So I'm just kind of working my way through some of them as well. And then, oh yeah. And then there's some like sci-fi horror ones I've got to do at the back end, like what This Island Earth and what are those? Yeah, you know, um, sequels. Shit, they were just crap. They yeah. were just really bad. Most of them have been okay, but they were all they were all done on low budgets anyway. Even the main ones were low budget. I mean. Dracula, Frankenstein don't even have scores. There's no music in the films because they couldn't afford it. <laughs> and then the invis- one of the Invisible oh Man God. sequels reused the score from The Wolfman. <laughs> really? Yeah. Didn't so, know that. Yeah, but Didn't it's fun. I've been enjoying it. I like I like them all. So it's it's been good. Um, no X Men movies again this week. I've been busy. Worked through the weekend. So didn't get time to sit and watch an X Men film. No, um, we love to get back to that. I know, we've only got a couple left. Uh, but we did find time to watch a couple of... Uh, but they're not ones we haven't seen, so... No, they're ones we have we have watched, so not urgent to get to them. But uh, we did get a chance to watch some newer films. Uh, we there were some really good ones, we too. We stacked up at JB Hi-Fi a couple of weeks ago. I think we spoke about it last week, I can't remember. But we hauled up on, like, their buy one, get one free and their 20% off sale and all this stuff. Um, so we're kind of working our way through all that pile at the moment. Um, we watched Just Mercy. Yeah, it was good. Uh, with um, Michael, Jamie Foxx, Michael, Michael B. Jordan, Jordan, one of my favourites. And uh, Brie Larson. Michael Great film. Yeah, it was really Story good. of really Brian Stevenson. Yeah. Lawyer who um, kind of represents the um, ill-accused, the wrongly accused, the innocent. Yeah. Um, crazy. Like what were they saying? The stats were something like... One out of every ten. One out of every wrong, ten is, ro- is, is wrongly on, on death row. Yeah, one out of every ten on death row were were um, wrongly, wrongly convicted. Yep. Yeah. So we watched that really good, really good film. Like fantastic. Like the best Jamie Fox has been in years. Like Ray level of acting. Oh, it was, great. Yeah, it was excellent. But Michael B is always great. And uh, Brie Larson hasn't wasn't really in done it that too long. many bad ones, Michael B. Has he? No, I he can't hasn't. think of anything. Not that we've seen anyway. No, but yeah, probably he's, been one or two, but. Yeah, he's no, fantastic. He's great. he's great. He just selects some really good stuff. Yeah, we've been watching him since the um, what was that show was in uh, Friday Night Lights. Friday Night Lights. That's yeah, right. wow. Yeah, back then, look look how far he's gone. Beautiful. Uh, we yeah. watched The Way Back, Ben Affleck. Yeah, I good. kind of I dozed through it. I think that was last Friday night. So I'd been up since five a.m. and then just couldn't couldn't sleep. I couldn't stay awake through it. But I saw enough to know what was going on. It was good. It was enjoyable. Nothing. Yeah. Like spectacular. No, it was okay. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was good. But I'm easy to please. Yeah, it wasn't original. It was stuff you've seen before, but mm. it was enjoyable enough. That was good. And we watched Trial of the Chicago Seven on Netflix, which is the new uh, film from um, Aaron Sorkin. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen. It was brilliant. It Sasha, was a great film. Sasha Baron's more serious film of the moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, who else in it? Eddie Redmayne and a couple of others. Really great cast. Man, well, excellent it. cast. Really good. Excellent story. Well, yeah, well, it's a story. Well, it's a true story, yeah. Um, I really of, enjoyed it. Touch of Oscar bait, but it's one of those films that you actually root to get the Oscar. Yeah. And then doesn't get it. Yeah. It's that kind of movie that... It would, wasn't overblown. Yeah, it's that kind of movie that would have won an Oscar... Would have won all the Oscars like twenty years ago, before before you know politics and all that films. stuff comes into it. Yeah, but yeah, and no, I enjoyed all of them. 
Uh, TV-wise, we finished Love Life. We said last week we'd started that. Hammered through that. We hammered it. We did six episodes in one night. Yeah, but why? Well, the stand-free trial was ending. (laughs) (laughs) So we had to smash out the last six. They're only 30-minute shows. Uh, so we got through all of them. That was like watching like an, a, a movie length sort of thing. But I enjoyed that. I really liked it. Um, I did too. With um, Anna Kendrick. She's great. I really like her. Yeah. Um, and it was a really good show, just like a romantic comedy sort of thing. It's more dramatic towards the back end of it, but it is still very funny and very, just very well written. They're trying to turn it into like another one of these anthology series things. There's so many of them around at the moment where, you know, you get a different – set of characters and different story each season, like Fargo or American yeah. Horror Story or et cetera, well, think, et cetera. I think they've already announced the next season. Yeah, season two. And the actress in that one. Yeah. But um, Kendrick makes an makes a yeah. appearance in it. Yeah, she's producing the show. So I think she'll like make a couple of appearances. But, yes, yeah, so they're doing the second season. I'll look forward to that. Yeah. Another, uh, another anthology series that we kind of just got back into, Fargo, season three. This is the season with Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor and uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Winstead? Um, Of course, Ewan McGregor plays two characters. He's brilliant. He's the best part of the show. He plays two brothers. um, He's just completely different characterization for each one. Brilliant. Uh, Show's a little bit slow. Yeah, but the what have we got to what episode eight last night was yeah, last time we watched. Two, so two left, and episode eight, you think, ooh, okay, now yeah, it's now it's going to happen. But I feel like the last two series were like that as well. Yeah, exactly. But I feel like it's still not quite as good as that first season with Billy Bob and Martin Freeman. Oh, that was that's that terrific. Was, that was brilliant. Uh, but still good, enjoyable. There's a new series out now too with Chris Rock in the lead, so that'll be interesting to see. To see, mm. I think it's like set in the fifties or the forties or something. I haven't seen much about it, but that's on at the moment. We we'll have to switch to SBS for that one. Really? Yeah, it's on SBS. That's bizarre. Yeah. SBS got yeah. a a decent show. A decent show. They've yeah. probably got plenty of good stuff yeah. on there, but it's not really mainstream. So. No, 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 not at all. So I don't know whether I don't know, but the SBS has it, so we can watch it on the SBS on demand. That's one a week though, so it might be one that we get to eventually. But this is another one of those shows that we kind of start and stop and start and stop. We watch like an episode of it. I, like when it first came out and then for some reason didn't watch anymore and then we watched the first two episodes again like a couple of months back yep. and then got distracted by other shows, Yellowstone, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now we've gone back to it. We figured, well, stand free trials up. We'll finish Fargo and then we'll probably go back to Stan and pay for it because there's some good stuff on there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But another show that we have had an on and off relationship with for five years. At least five hours. Oh, At know, least easy, five years. Easily five years. Is Deadwood. Yep. Deadwood. The Deadwood update this week. We did two eps. Another two. <laughs> <laughs> Last three weeks we've done two eps a week. Yeah. Um, but it's annoying now because there's obviously, there must have been some authoring issue on the Blu-rays because the first two episodes or three episodes of this season have been out of sync. And one, one, I think it was episode two? The second one, The second episode of season two is so far out of sync it's almost unwatchable. Awful. It was terrible. You've got to force yourself to look at their eyes when they talk, not their mouth. Yeah. Awful. Um, It is on Stan, so we could have watched it on Stan, but the free trial was up. So yeah, that's right. We just thought we'll power through it, um, but it's weird. I think there was there's audio issues on the first season as well. There's a weird echo in the background. Yeah, it's almost like it was it was recorded in an empty studio. Weird, 
but it's the it's the Australian discs. It's yeah. not the actual soundtrack for the show. That's the Australian, the Australian discs. discs. Apparently, had just the authoring. audio authoring issues. So hopefully, the rest of season two sorts itself out. Bloody hope so. So annoying. Otherwise, we'll watch it on Stan. I'm sure. Yeah, but we won't get back to that for another six months. No, exactly right. <laughs> so we'll just, we'll just power through it on the disc. So we're up to what? Episode four on Deadwood, I think. Season two. Season yeah. two. So we're getting there. We're getting there. It's going to um, take, take us another six months before we'll get through it. Probably. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, Of course, talking about DVDs and Blu-rays and stuff, I launched a giveaway a couple of weeks ago uh, for the ninth season of SpongeBob SquarePants on DVD. Thanks to my good friends over at Umbrella Entertainment who've made this possible. It's just a way for me to give back to the community. Um, I always like doing giveaways and stuff. Um, and I haven't done one for my Australian subscribers for a while. So I, you know, I kind of said to Umbrella, can I get a copy of SpongeBob to give away? Uh, they've just released season 9, 10, and 11. So that um, that is up for grabs in my giveaway. I've only got one copy of that, unfortunately. That's the one I'm holding right in my hands right here. So it'll come straight from me to you, uh, whoever wins out there. Uh, there's only one copy to give away. If you want to enter that, head to uh, my YouTube channel. There's a video there, like a giveaway video. I can't remember what the question was, like your favourite SpongeBob moment or something like that. Enter away. I will randomly draw a winner. And, um, yeah, you can win SpongeBob Season 9 if you want it. And when's that? When are you giving that away? Um, like a week. So there's a week left on it. Time, I think it's like the second of the month or the third or something like that. I don't know. Terms and conditions on the post. It's the first, I believe it's the first Monday of the month, which is the second. So there you go. So it ends on the second at like midnight. So, And it's only Australians. Only Australians. You sneaky internationals out there have been trying to enter. <laughs> I've, uh, I will, if, if uh, it's happened in the past where an ineligible person has won it and I've had to redraw it, unfortunately. So that will happen. Um, but you've, but done, yeah. you've had plenty of giveaways for them. I've done heaps of giveaways. Oh, Most of my stuff. giveaways have been for America. Yeah. Because I deal a lot, I dealt a lot more with the American arms until recently. Um, and, so, it's hard, and it's hard to get hard to get the contacts doing anything for you in, in, uh, well, in England. The UK I couldn't, yeah, Europe it was yeah, hard work there. But, um, but yeah, I've been trying in Australia. Um, so, yeah, here we go. SpongeBob season nine. So, if there's anyone in the UK that's involved in yeah. <laughs> giving <laughs> away dis- stuff, dis- distribution let of me know. DVDs, let us know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd so, love we can to. do some giveaways. I love to give, do giveaways for everyone, but it is hard. Like I said, like most of the staff that I give away goes direct from the supplier to the yeah. um to the winner so it has to be like they can't send it out of the country that's right uh so so yeah so anyway SpongeBob season 9 up for grabs thanks to my friends over at Umbrella Entertainment who are brilliant I love them love their stuff ah this week well last week actually I had the absolute pleasure of speaking with uh the lead creative team from Walt Disney Animation's new <laughs> Disney Plus Frozen short once Upon a Snowman. It's a short about Olaf, the snowman. Oh, that, yeah, I watched that. You watched yeah. it, yeah. Um, kind of set. It's quite cute. It's quite cute. It's enjoyable. It's set during the first film, and it's like the origin story of Olaf. What happens between the time that he's created and the time that he uh, created by, by Elsa and then, uh, and then up to the time where he meets Anna. Um, so it's sort of set between that thing. Um, enjoyable life short, um, but I got to I got to speak with the lead creative team from the film, which uh, was uh, head head of animation Bicky Brissy, writer and director duo Trent Corey and Dan Dan Abraham, and producer and creative consultant Peter Delvecco. Uh, the full interview with the team can be found on my YouTube channel right now. I put it up during the week. 
goes for about 20 minutes. It was awesome. Uh, really awesome thing to be involved in. Um, but we're going to play you just a very small clip right here. What's the what's the difference in, um, I, I guess, in, in your, your process in creating for a feature film a theatrical film as as opposed to a short film is it the same or are you or is there kind of different ways that you go about doing well it, it much of it is the same i mean it, it's the, we know these characters well we know these worlds well so that part is the same what is easier is we're not inventing new worlds and new characters and what's easier is you know with a a short depending on you know it can be seven ten minutes long uh, so the arc of the story is much easier when you're talking about an hour and a half or more for a film. Um, everything is interwoven, so so really uh, the the story takes longer to um, uh, develop. So the advantage of a short is usually you can lock the creative ahead of trying to animate the short. So therefore, it makes the whole production process uh, go a lot quicker, a lot smoother. What's the what's the time frame for a project like this? Obviously, a feature film can take years in produ- years and years in production. A short film like this, are you? Uh, I'm assuming you're under a much more constricted time frame to kind of to get all the work done. Yeah, I I came on um, uh, June of 2019, and our wrap party was in January or February of this year. Wow. So I for me it was about six months, but that's because we were able to build off of what Trent had already, you know, sort of done with his sketches and his little notes and things about what this thing could be. Um, and so we had such a good foundation that we were off and running like right away starting in June. And um, yeah, it was, it, it was really quick and we, we hit very little hurdles along the way. Like we had stuff to figure out for sure, yeah. but this was one of the easier projects I've ever been on. That's, that's amazing. Sure. Well, and this is, I mean, you heard it started in 2012, but technically eight years. <laughs> technically we did about a minute a, a year, but uh, yeah. You weren't working on it every year for, <laughs> come on. Tires, please. So there we go. That was uh, once again the lead creative team from Disney Plus's short Once Upon a Snowman. Uh, again, you heard from our head of animation, Becky Brissy, writer and director duo Trent Corey and Dan Abraham, and producer and creative consultant Peter Delveco. They seem to be quite relaxed. Yeah, very relaxed. Just awesome. Good. Unfortunately, it was only um, I was only allowed to get the audio from that one. So if you watch that one, there's no like video of them. Yeah. I did get to speak to them with a video, but for some, I'm not sure why. Um, but it was only allowed to be recorded as audio, which is completely fine. But I enjoyed it. Great experience. Peter Delveco has been there since the 90s. He worked oh, on man. Hercules. Did he really? Yeah. Margo. Oh, man. I had to say to him, I was like... time to be with the studio. Yeah, I had to say to him, like, man... I think I cut this out of the actual version, though. But I, I had to say, man, you know, you worked on stuff that I grew up with. Absolute pleasure to speak to you. Uh, Becky Brissy's been there since, like, Dinosaur 2000, year 2000, I think that movie was. So even she worked on a lot of those, like, post-Renaissance films that we all grew up with as well. Uh, so it was just a, just a really amazing, amazing experience to be able to talk with these people. Just so cool. Yeah. So, so cool. And, of course, if you've watched the um, that documentary they did on Frozen 2 on Disney+, Plus. Um, uh, Becky Brissy and, and Peter Delvecco are, are featured quite heavily in that as well. Uh, Trent Curry, Dan Abraham, they both worked on Frozen 2 as well and Frozen. I think they're both in the doco as well. Uh, but, yeah, so it was just awesome. Just a really awesome experience, that one. I loved it. Um, the short is enjoyable, again, as we said. It's up on Disney Plus it's right only, now. It's about seven minutes. It's like seven it? or eight yeah. minutes with credits. Yeah. Um, so it is literally a short. It's not yeah. like a... Um, 
you know, that last one they did was Olaf's Frozen Adventure or some something, yeah, uh, which went for 20 minutes. They played at the beginning of Coco in cinemas and people got really pissed off that they had to sit through a 20-minute Frozen short oh, uh, yeah. before they watched Coco. Um, so this one's just a, like a literal short film, eight minutes long, short and sweet. It's enjoyable. If you love Frozen, you'll really love it. Um, for everyone else, if you don't really like Frozen... I, you probably wouldn't enjoy it that much, but it's it's nice enough, and I I, I enjoyed watching that. I'm I'm not going to do a review for it because it's an eight minute short. How do you like? No, it's not you know, worth it. the review will be longer than the short. Exactly right. So, um, but yeah, it's up to it's available to watch on Disney Plus right now. Once Upon a Snowman. Yeah, mm. check it out. Yeah, it was 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 worth it. Worth having a look. Yeah. Um, Disney's next animated film though, Raya and the Last Dragon. I don't, know uh, a lot. I don't know much about don't this You don't know one. much about no. this one. Uh, we're going to watch a trailer just in a second. This is their next animated film. This should have come out at the end of this year, but it's been pushed to next March, I believe. Um, so this is their next like major animated feature film, like number 59, animated feature film number 59, I oh, think. Really? Yeah, crazy. Uh, the synopsis is... Long ago in the fantasy world of Kumandra, humans and dragons lived together in harmony. But when an evil force threatened the land, the dragons sacrificed themselves to save humanity. Now, 500 years later, that same evil has returned and it's up to the lone warrior Raya to track down the legendary last dragon to restore the fractured land and its divided people. However, along her journey, she'll learn that it'll take more than a dragon to save the world. It's going to take trust and teamwork as well. Mm. So it's your typical kind of Disney sort of warrior story. Warrior goes out to save her, to save her people and bring her people all back together again. But this looks great. We're going to have a look at the trailer for this. This is Riot and the Last Dragon. Awesome. My whole life I trained to become a guardian of the Dragon Gem. But this world has changed. <laughs> People are divided. Now, to restore peace, I must find the last dragon. My name is Raya. Ah, so there we go. Yeah. The first official teaser trailer for Ryan the Last Dragon from Walt Disney Animation Studios. Looks pretty cool. Oh, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. Indiana Jones-ish. Yeah, well, I think it's like like almost Indiana Jones, Tomb Raider, but I think it draws a lot on like those classic kind of pulpy serial kind of things mm. from like the 20s and the 30s, you know, the ones that were kind of set in like um, – Morocco, um, yeah, Morocco yeah. and Africa yeah. and and Asia, and this uh, this film, uh, of course, takes an enormous Im- influence from um, the cultures of Southeast Asia. So those kind of real exotic lands and stuff. Again, you think about Tomb Raider and Indiana Jones and those classic pulps. Yeah, um, I see a lot of Star Wars vibes in there as well, mm. very much so. Um, I think again that hero's journey thing that um, that they're going to be playing around with. Um, I feel I feel very much. Like a lot of vibes coming from from Ray, Ray from the new Star Wars trilogy, particularly the way yeah, she's dressed yeah, yeah, yeah. and the, the the fighting and yeah. everything. I mean, obviously Very the fighting similar. style, the costume and everything is influenced by Southeast Asian uh, culture again. But it is very, um, very Star Wars. But you know, George Lucas drew enormous inspiration from um, Asian cultures when doing Star Wars anyway. You know, they're based on the stories of the samurai and all that. So there is a lot of kind of um, Asian influence in Star Wars. So I think it's like one of those just kind of weird circle of life kind of things where it just kind of doubles back. 
But yeah, it looks great. Um, the lead actress in this is Kelly Marie Tran, who played Rose Tico in Star Wars in the last two films. Um, so it's great to see her getting some fantastic work after Star Wars as well. It was originally supposed to be Cassie Steele. She was announced as the lead actress, and then for some reason, you just never heard from her again. Yeah. So they announced her at, back at D23 last year, and the next thing you knew was Ryan the Last Dragon starring Kelly Marie Tran. So hang on. <laughs> oh, remember what? that night? <laughs> so she's out um, for some reason. They haven't explained why. Obviously, it probably just didn't work. Sometimes it happens, especially with animated films. They record the whole thing and they go into edit it and they realise it doesn't quite work. Mm. It's not quite the performance that we want. And in animation, obviously, it's easier than live-action films to just go, all right, we'll replace, just the, replace the voice. The yeah, voice. Exactly. Um, um, but we've got Aquafina is in there as well. Uh, again, really fantastic co- uh, comedian. Uh, she was in um, Ocean's, uh, what was it? Was that new one, 8? Ocean's 8. Yeah, yeah Ocean's 8, right. the female-centric one. She was in that, um, that, um, uh, the oh, what was it called? The Wedding Film, uh, Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, yeah. She's yeah, in that, right. so she's done some yep. great stuff. She wasn't in the trailer. She plays the dragon, Sisu. Um, so it's going to be interesting. Mm. Yeah, it looks beautiful. Yeah, it looks really good. Beautifully shot. Oh, yeah. shot. Beautifully animated. Yeah. Beautifully shot when you need it. Um, well, 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 it's not not far off. I mean, they use cameras and VR and everything yeah, these well, days right. to, yeah, yeah, yeah. to literally frame there. But, and you know, I mean, all yeah. the all the work's done in post, obviously. Oh, yeah, exactly and it's, right. Um, you know, I mean, the lighting was beautiful. Oh, and yeah. The, just the Stunning. just the whole ambience of it. Oh, it's just, just gorgeous. Absolutely it, gorgeous. Every film continues to blow me away. Yeah. I said this to him when I spoke to him. I was like, I said to Becky. Head of animation, I was like, I have to say, like, every time I feel like you've hit the peak of CG animation, you just you blow me away completely again. Frozen two, gorgeously animated film, the water effects and just everything, and just even in this, I feel like it's it's less um, overblown and vibrant and uh, you know you know colorful. It's drawn back. It's more earthy. It's very, very darker. rich, very yeah. rich in its tone. And again, it's just like the textural, the yeah. t- textures and everything yeah. is just every film, everything they do just feels like they just keep pushing and pushing. And how, how much further can you push? It's crazy. It's insane. Don't, don't you ever seem stop pushing? I know. You know, technology just gets better oh, and better, so just, it's always going to be better but, you as know, time goes on. Twenty. Five years ago, Toy Story was like, oh, shit. I would never, have, I would thing. never have thought of this when I, you oh, know, no. thought that we would have headed down this path when I was, you know, no, I was well, yeah, exactly. 10 years old. When you had that limited animation, like Rocky and Bull and <laughs> shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. No, but that looks great. I'm really looking forward to that. And like, gosh, I hope we get to see that in the cinema. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, my gorgeous. Lord. Looks, looks really looks beautiful. stunning. And most of the, I think like 90% of this film has been completed remotely. Uh, so during the pandemic, they've all been working from home. Suppose they can. Can't yeah, they? I really wanted to speak to him about it because Becky and uh, Peter are behind this as well. I really wanted to speak to him about it, but I got to have that journalistic integrity and <laughs> stick to the stick to the thing at hand. I was like, oh my gosh, I just want to know. Tell me about Raya. Oh, but you can't mm. do that. Uh, but yeah, I'm so excited for that. We've got another big animated uh, thing coming out soon as well. We got the trailer for it this week. The Animaniacs are back. Oh, this is exciting. People love the Animaniacs. Every oh, time yeah. I do a video on it, Huge. it goes fucking crazy. <laughs> Yeah, like these Animaniacs videos I've been doing, like tens of thousands of views. It's it's nuts. Um, we're gonna have a look at the first official trailer. We've had like 
first look images, first look kind of animatics, the behind the scenes stuff have kind of trickled out over the last couple of months. Uh, we finally got our first full trailer for the Animaniacs. We're going to take a little look at it right now. All right, guys, there's a lot of pressure on our first lines. Wait, don't. Make sure it's good first. <laughs> 22 years later, and I'm still a knockout. There we go, the Animaniacs. They're back. Oh, I'm really excited for this one. I grew, I, I won't say I grew up with it, um, but I watched it a lot. Yeah. I feel like, I don't remember a lot of it, but I do remember watching it. Do you ever remember seeing it? Yeah, I do. I, I, um, I never really sat and really watched mm. it. Um, but sort of, you know, seen it in glancing as you would be watching it on the TV and all that yeah. sort of stuff. Um, but I really, really love the animation in that. Oh, it looks great. The animation's fantastic. And yeah. they, like, the, like the original the original mm. series too, the, yeah. it was very similar animation mm. to that. And what I like about it is that it's got a very sort of um, style. It's very stylistic. Stylized, yeah. And it's, um, you know, it's almost like some of the animation has been has been animated from almost a um, wide-angle lens perspective, mm, yeah, and that blown-out yeah. perspective, and yeah, it's great. It's just, it's just really nice. Like it's, it's not groundbreaking animation, mm. but it's just really beautifully well, it's done. It's all just computerized stuff now. But yeah. this is the team at Warner Animation. They've done the Looney Tunes cartoons recently as well, and I just think their stuff looks really great. And they've given it like it almost looks quite like um, uh, it's almost got like a depth to it. Yeah, almost yeah, yeah. like cell animation. They've yeah. kind of made it look as if it is, you know, yep, exactly. I think it just looks really good. It really schmick and clean. A lot of people have have actually had issues with it because it is so stylized and so computerized and stuff. Go back to cell animation. It's not viable these days. No, exactly. You can't do cell animation anymore. It's just not cost-effective. No way. And time-effective and everything. It's just, you can't do that anymore. No. Um, but stuff like this, I think it looks beautiful. It looks great. Um, I'm excited for it. It looks funny. It's um, it's very meta. It's very self-deprecating. It's everything that the original series was. And I, I just, I think it looks I think it looks great. All well, the original voice cast are well, back. Well, that was one thing that always really caught me with it was the, was that, um, uh, that self-deprecating yeah. humour that it had about itself, mm-hmm. um, and it's an, it's a humour that really that really appeals to me. Mm. Yeah, for um, sure. So you know, just that it's just really wacky and zany, and yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that looks oh, that looks really good. I'm so yeah. excited for that. I don't know if we're going to get it here in Australia. Uh, we, I'm sure we will, um, but again, Warner uh, Warner Brothers, uh, Looney Tunes cartoons. Um, are still not on here in Australia. Um, mm. Stan has got some of the HBO Max stuff, so Love Life was HBO Max. Um, but the but the Looney Tunes have disappeared. I don't know where they are. They haven't they haven't appeared anywhere. And I feel like Animaniacs uh, that's on Hulu, and a, a lot of Hulu stuff is on Stan as well. So I I don't know what's going to happen with that. Like Stan's the way to go these days. Yeah, I know it's crazy. It was terrible when it first came in. Exactly it was awful, right. but it's great. It's got heaps of good stuff on there. So I don't know. I I think we will get it eventually, but um, but it might be a while. Uh, but I, of course, did do trailer breakdowns for both of those trailers. I kind of go a little bit more in-depth, pick apart little Easter eggs and things you might have missed and all that kind of stuff. So you can check that out over on YouTube right now if you want to go and, I guess, listen to waste my a, more. Waste another 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs> Hear me talking about it. Um, Streaming-wise, we've kind of been talking a little bit about um, – Oh, the streaming wars yeah. and uh, the, all the streaming platforms and stuff that are out there at the moment. Um, we've had a casualty. 
not a major one, but we well, interesting had to a... look back. Look back in months' time, months, mm. months' time. Yeah, um, not a month's time, but months' yeah. time, and see which ones survive. Well, yeah, that's the interesting thing. First bit of news was about Netflix. Now, I thought this was kind of, um, I thought it was interesting until I read into it more deeply. Um, the big headlines was essentially Netflix, uh, their growth has been stunted. Their growth, they're slowing down in their growth because of all these other streaming services. But essentially what had actually happened was that they had this enormous spike in growth at the beginning of the pandemic when everyone was at home. Like tens of millions of people right, were signing up for Netflix. And, of course, it can, you can only push it so far where – it gets to the point where everyone's bloody got the thing and then your growth's going to slow down. Yeah. That's so that's right. what's happened, right? So Netflix hasn't exactly slowed its growth. It's just stopped this enormous kind of trajectory that it was on. Um, I thought I'd mention that anyway. But the big one is Queeby, as it's pronounced, Queeby, uh, Quick Bites is what that's short for, mm. um, is gone. <laughs> as of December 1st, they're shuttering the service. Uh, this is a streaming service for short films and episodes of only 10 minutes in length and uh, is designed to be used in um, a kind of in-between homeschooling, doing chores around the house, or answering <laughs> emails and being on video chat. So it's kind of like the official like statement that they kind of put out. It's designed to be watched on smartphones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have these like this... Um, thing that they've been built into it. So they've shot it in a way that you can watch it in either, you know, panoramic or, you know, uh, what do you call it, like horizontal view or um, portrait view. Yeah. Um, so there's like this tech, this technology and stuff that kind of, yeah, whatever. So, um, but that's gone. It was co-founded by Jeffrey Katzenberg, of course, ex-head of DreamWorks Animation and before that uh, Disney Animation. We spoke about him a little bit last week where he yep. was predicting the way of the future of streaming and a lot of the things that he said six years ago have turned out to essentially be what we're living through right now. Um, so he was at the head of, of Quibi. Uh, they had some decent talent on board. So there was programs on there from Steven Spielberg, uh, Reese Witherspoon, Jennifer Lopez, Liam Hemsworth, and Chrissy Teigen uh, were all kind of involved in it. Launched last April, so six months ago. This April. Mm. This April, six months ago. They offered a 90-day th- free trial. So, the th- what, two months? The last three months. <clears throat> sorry, three months. You, uh, yeah. Um, so, they offered this massive free trial and lost 90% of subscribers. Well, I, I hopped on it. Yeah. Well, I found it a couple months ago. Yeah. And uh, watched a few things on it and thought, oh, it's not for me. Well, 90-day <laughs> free trial and then they lost 90% of subscribers after oh, the trial. There you go. Right? They estimate it's had around 10 million downloads but only managed to retain 500,000 subscribers. Well, I was reading earlier that they that they they projected to get, I think it was 3 million subscribers mm. in the first yeah. in the first 6 months or something. Something like that, yeah. Um and you know, fell short by yeah. a mile. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, mile. again, compare that, 500,000 subscribers to Disney Plus's 60-plus million since November <coughs> active subscribers. Wow, that's uh, enormous, <coughs> isn't it? So 500,000, that's just not feasible. No. You can't. No. Um, Jeffrey Katzenberg said, while we have enough capital to continue operating for a significant period of time, we made the difficult decision to wind down the business, return cash to our shareholders and say goodbye to our talented colleagues with grace. Um, oh, no, so Whit- Whitman, I think, was the co, um, co-head of that, sorry, said this yep. in a press release. 
Uh, we continue to believe that there is an attractive market for premium short-form content. Over the coming months, we'll be working hard to find buyers for these valuable assets who can leverage them to their full potential. So No one will touch that. <clears throat> no, I don't think so. Uh, Katzenberg, he did actually say this. Uh, Katzenberg said, I think the big question will always be was that the idea of a standalone streaming uh, premium short oh, – of a standalone streaming premium short-form platform – mouthful – I think the big question will always be was, was it that the idea, right, wouldn't work or is it that we got caught in a pandemic? I think it's probably a mix of both of those two things. It's some of each. We're not solely a victim of COVID, but for sure it had a pretty extreme impact on how we can uh, conceived and launched the business. Uh, there's, all, there's also a lawsuit from a company called Echo, New York-based company, who sued Quibi in March for allegedly infringing one of their patents and misappropriating trade secrets, uh, trade secrets, uh, which centres on the turnstile feature that I spoke about of the of the um, the camera, yeah, which de- which determines the orientation of the viewer's phone. So they got sued for that. It's just not been a good run. Um, I don't know. <laughs> oh well, you know. Not, not, not talking about living long, are they? They're no, exactly. In for, in for a short term. I know. Je- Jeffrey, you get out. Jeffrey Katzenberg apparently told employees on a call on Wednesday uh, to listen to the song Get Back Up Again from the movie Trolls to help lift their spirits. Oh, good on you. Oh, <laughs> oh of course, Katzenberg was, uh, you know, Trolls is a DreamWorks bloody thing. <laughs> What a uh, stupid thing to say. That what, bitch, a, what a stupid... That, oh, that, that's like essentially like him saying, you know, sacking a bunch of people at Disney in the 90s and saying, oh, just listen to Hakuna Matata, you'll be all right. <laughs> you know? And what the, what on earth? Um, I don't know. Will we see more subs- subscription services go this way? Oh, you, you have to. You'd have to. Yeah, there's so many of them now. You have to. There's, yeah, there's, there's so many... That they're not all going to survive. No, and realistically, this one just sounds... I haven't even looked at it, but it sounds just average. Uh, it's like YouTube, short-form content. Yeah, it is. Everyone's going to go to it, YouTube for short-form content. It wasn't It wasn't great. No. Um, the stuff I watched on it, I, was, I probably only watched half a dozen, maybe a dozen things mm. on it and just thought, no, nah, this is just not going to last. I think it's a big gonna... stuff up has given people three-month free trial. I suppose they've got to give some incentive for people to sort of try and get into it. Yeah. Or maybe they should have only given one month thinking. Oh, well, that's what everyone else does. One month, pretty shit, and people are going to drop off. So let's get to out. To lose ninety percent of subscribers is, or you know, people on the trail. That's nuts. Mm. No, so goodbye, Queeby. Unfortunately, no. And I think uh, by the looks of it, it's not for a lot of other people either, Queeby. So there's one gone. Glad I wasn't on my own then. Well, yeah, exactly right. Um, lots of big movie news this week. Just kind of random bits and pieces. Uh, which we'll go through. Uh, Fast and the Furious. They announced uh, Universal announced that they're going to end the franchise. Oh my god! Thank Christ! Wow! Breaking <laughs> I news. Was go on forever. That one. It seems Universal um, doesn't like those big paychecks they've been getting because this is their highest-grossing series in history. This is Universal's highest-grossing series is it ever. Really? Yeah, the Fast and the Furious films. Multiple. Entries are in like the top, however many films of all time. Because there was supposed to be one out this year, isn't there? Yeah, well, there was, was, and they pushed pushed it it to next year. And that's nine? Nine, Fast Nine. So Deadline is reporting that Universal will close out the franchise with a two-part finale, which will be Fast 10 and Fast 11. 
maybe it'll be Fast 10 at part one and Fast 10 part two. Who knows, by the way, that they put weird names on these films. God knows. Fast and the Furious, The Fast and the Furious, Fast 5. Oh, jeez, I've, I've lost track. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was Fast 10 part one and Fast 10 part two. Um, but anyway, so we've got Justin Lin is returning to direct um, and all up he would have directed seven of the films. Uh, so that's a very long run. Very long run right there. Uh, they're trying to get the entire cast back. So that would be sort of everyone who's yeah, been involved. Yeah. Um, and uh, the, the big question, though, whether is whether Dwayne Johnson will come back because he took a step out of because him and Vin Diesel had a bit of beef, very, very public beef. <laughs> that's what um, they did too. And that's kind of why they did that split-off film, that Hobbs and Shaw, that yeah, spin-off yeah, thing. Yeah. So um, Dwayne Johnson and um, and Jason Statham went off and got their own film. That's right. Uh, so sort of separate thing. So it's going to be interesting to see whether those characters come back. I'd imagine Statham will. Probably. Who knows? He's in for a paycheck. Yeah. He yeah, does, exactly. He does, he does some crap. I think I think The Rock would be back. for paychecks. I'm sure The Rock will come back. I mean, he's a very – he's – like a fan centric put guy. diesel on the rock in the room and let him punch it out. Well, I saw something <laughs> I saw something interesting that was like, oh, they're following each other on Instagram. So apparently maybe uh, who knows. Maybe God the knows. bad blood's passed, who knows. Um but I think like the the rock, I think everyone involved really is like really fan centric. The rock seems to really just love his fans and embraces his community and I I feel like it'll be the kind of thing he'd do for his fans. Yeah. No, I've got to go back oh, and do sure. that last thing, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, ta- so. take one for the team if there's still some bad blood between those two. Who knows? But then that kind of like begs the question: is this is this really the end? Because you've got The Rock and Jason Statham; they've got their own film, and obviously they're going to try and spawn that into its own franchise. It's not going to. They'll end. just be a spin-off. They just got. They'll keep doing spin-off. Surely, I mean, like Fast Three, um, Tokyo Drift. That was a spin-off. That was wasn't that the third one. Was yeah, the second one. No, no the second one was Too Fast, Too Furious. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So and the third one was just Tokyo Drift, which wasn't even supposed to be the third film. It was just like a spin-off thing, like an offshoot. Yeah, I remember But that. then when they came back and they did Fast 4, whatever the hell that's called, the, I think that's that was the fourth one, Fast and Furious. Insta- yeah, they just dropped the the from the title. The Fast and yeah. Furious became Fast and Furious. Uh, anyway, um, so... Um, yeah, then the third, once they did that, they kind of made that third one part of the, like, main thing. But I feel like this is one of those things they're just going to keep milking and milking. They'll do spin-offs and Vin Diesel will get his own spin-off series and, the you know, the Hobbs and Shaw thing will become, a, like, a spin-off trilogy or something. I Like I said, Universal, they want these big paychecks. They can't, they can't just dump their biggest franchise ever altogether, surely. No, well, who knows? <laughs> who knows? They might get you know three years down the track and think, oh, let's do it again. Let's do another one. Let's do a reunion one. Well, yeah, like everybody doing reunions at the moment. Yeah, I know it's nuts. Um, we're going to first look at Tom Holland in Uncharted. This is based on the video game series. Uh, the synopsis for the games for those who haven't played it, like myself and me and him. Uh, the game follows Nathan Drake the supposed descendant of the explorer Sir Francis Drake, as he seeks the lost treasure of El Dorado with the help of journalist Alina Fisher and mentor Victor Sullivan. Tom Holland will be playing Drake and Mark Wahlberg is playing Sully. Both they are kind of like younger versions than they are in the game, apparently. I think Sullivan's like an older guy in the film 
and Nathan Drake is kind of like 40s, I suppose, from what I've seen, and you've got Tom Holland there, guy in his 20s playing this character. So they're both kind of a little bit younger. Uh, this, plan, this film's kind of been in the plans for years and years. Though originally, when they first announced it, it was supposed to come out in 2016. And then it was like pushed to 2017 and pushed and pushed and pushed. Gone through various directors, production teams. Uh, this particular version of the project. Wouldn't imagine Holland would have been attached no, to it back No, no, not that he? far. No, but it's just been one of these things that's in production hell, has gone through so many different directors and production teams and casts, and it's just one of these things that never gets off the ground. So this particular version was meant for release this December, was then pushed to March of next year, and then because of COVID it was delayed to October of next year, and then um, for some reason they realised, oh, we can get it done early, and they've pushed it forward to July next year. So July 16, 2021, finally comes out. Well, I think most of it's probably shot on a soundstage, is it? Um, they've been doing a lot of location stuff. I've seen quite a few location things uh, come out, but I imagine something like this will probably be, yeah, a lot of green oh, well, then, screen. Yeah. And so they can control yeah, exactly right. COVID <clears throat> and all sort of stuff. Well, it's interesting, actually, the uh, the Batman... Um, because that went in back, that went back into production, then they shut down, and then they went back in again. Um, they're shooting a lot of stuff now in soundstage. I think they were going to do a lot of stuff on location, but they've kind of scaled back on location work. So they're doing a lot of in in studio stuff, and they're using that uh, technology from the Mandalorian, oh. which is that big screen yeah, yeah, yeah. technology. Yeah, wrap big wrap yeah, yeah. So the Batman's going to be utilizing that, which I think is awesome. Um, but yeah, so we've got our first look at Tom Holland. Uh, playing Nathan Drake in uh, the Uncharted film. Of course, if you're listening, you can't see the picture, but you can go and check it out online or whatever. I think, it, well, it looks all right. It's almost like a young Indiana Jones kind of yeah. thing again. Um, it's not much you can pull from it, especially like we haven't played the game or anything, so I don't have any like um, real strong feelings about it. It looks like it's a shipwreck or something that he's standing in. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, could be. Or some like old temple or something. I think it's a bit of a, like a Tomb Raider-y kind of thing, again. Um, there's been a little controversy over Holland's casting because he's a little bit younger than the character should be and because people just love hating on Tom Holland just because he's like one of the hot things at the moment and he's in oh, a lot of stuff. I think he's fantastic. I love him. I enjoy I think he's work. awesome. Um, people are saying the photo looks like cosplay. <laughs> um, it almost, you know what it looks like? Yeah. It almost looks like a photo of a uh, hot toy. It almost does, yeah. Doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> does a bit, yeah. But um, <laughs> I don't, I'm sure they will do a hot toy of this probably. Um, oh, it's right for us, isn't it? Yeah. But I don't know. Um, again, haven't played the game, so I don't have strong feelings. I don't have much knowledge on it. But it looks, from this picture, looks okay. And I like Mark Wahlberg too. He's done a lot of crap, but he's also done some enjoyable stuff as well. Uh, majority of his stuff's fairly enjoyable. So. None, none better than that one with the teddy bear. Oh, yeah, Ted. It's great. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, um... Yeah, it looks okay. Jared Leto, or Jared Leto, is to return for Jack, Zack, Zack Snyder's Justice League. <sighs> this is interesting. Yeah, the Hollywood Reporter has come out and said that they've learned from multiple sources that um, Leto is um, going to film some new scenes for uh, Justice League, uh, possibly some with Ben Affleck. He wasn't in the original film. Of course, he played the jo- uh, he's returning as the Joker, um, he was the Joker in Suicide Squad. They cut like 80% of his scenes or something crazy. Um, and he wasn't in the original Justice League. He was never in it. I don't, well, who knows? He, he might have been part of Snyder's original plans, but they never shot anything with him. 
Um, but they are now going back. They're doing additional photography for it because they're turning it into like a four-part series for HBO Max. Um, and uh, Jared Leto is coming to shoot some scenes for the mm. film. Um, interesting. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of his Joker, to be completely honest. No. Suicide Squad. I feel like Suicide Squad is a movie that had potential mm. um, and similar to Justice League. But even that wasn't a great film. Well, it, it wasn't great, but... I, I feel it's like like you just slammed now for well, that because no because most people it. don't like it. It got slammed by everyone except for like the diehard DC fans. Mm. But I'm gonna what I'm, what I'm trying to say right is there's something there. I I saw something in the film that I think is quite good, but it suffered that same thing as Justice League did, where the studio got involved at the last minute and tried to um, do what they wanted to do with it as opposed to what the filmmaker wanted to do with it, David Ayer. So now everyone's calling for the Ayer, scutter, uh, the, uh, the Ayer cut of Suicide Squad. Um, I, but I just thought he was dreadful in it. I, I, didn't, li- I didn't like Jared Leto in that. I thought his take on the joke was terrible. Who knows, maybe if we'd seen more of the scenes that he'd shot, might, might have, have might have, yeah, who knows. He was only in it for such a short amount of time. I didn't like what they did with it. So that'll be interesting. That's this one piece of news out of this Justice League thing that makes me think, oh, Christ, really? <laughs> Do I have to? Yeah. Uh, but we'll see. Open mind and all. Um, we've got a, well, not really a remake, uh, but Variety is reporting that Scarlett Johansson is going to be producing and starring in a sci-fi drama called Bride for Apple on A24 Films. A24, again, hot thing at the moment. They did Midsommar, Lighthouse, Uncut Gems, Independent Production House. Does a lot of these like arty films that a lot of the film lovers out there absolutely love. Uh, this one, uh, Bride. It follows a woman created to be an ideal wife, the singular obsession of a brilliant entrepreneur. When she rejects her creator, she's forced to flee her confined existence, confronting a world that sees her as a monster. While on the run, she finds her true identity, her surprising power, and the strength to remake herself as her own creation. What does this sound like to you? Mm. Does this sound familiar? Does the storyline, the the idea, the crux of this? Yeah, it does a little. Something I only watched a yeah. week or so ago. Bride of Frankenstein? Yeah, essentially. It's essentially reimagining a Bride mm. of Frankenstein. Um, Universal, of course, wanted to remake Bride of Frankenstein a few a few years ago. Universal's not involved in this new one. But Universal wanted to do their whole dark universe thing. They kicked it off with The Mummy. They were going to remake all the films again. Mummy, Frankenstein, um, Invisible Man, The Wolfman. They cast everyone. Johnny Depp was going to be there. No, Angelina Jolie was going to be the Bride of Frankenstein. Um, Javier Bardem was set to play Frankenstein's monster. They did this picture of this entire like group of people, like this cast. Tom Cruise, of course, was in the Mummy. You had Russell Crowe was in the Mummy, and they did like this whole team up shot. And they released this picture to the world. Oh, look what we're doing! And then yeah. the Mummy just absolutely tanked, and yeah. uh, they scrapped their plans. So this uh, Bride of Frankenstein remake that they were going to do with Angelina Jolie has kind of fallen into the uh, into the abyss. Uh, that's not happening. Uh, but now Apple. And A24 Films are doing this thing called Bride. So it's not the same project, but it does essentially stem from that same um, source material. It's like kind of an adaptation of Mary Shelley's original Frankenstein novel um, because in the novel um, he starts to build a bride for the monster. Uh, Dr. Frankenstein starts yeah. to build a bride. That's right. So the Bride of Frankenstein film 
um, kind of took inspiration from that part of the novel as well. Um, so he starts to build a monster, a bride for the monster, and then at the last minute has an epiphany that I shouldn't be doing this. I'm just going to be – they're going to procreate and just create, you know, a whole species of monsters and then destroys the monster. Right, so they took this. It was a very, very small seed of an idea. It wasn't very, it wasn't a huge part portion of the novel that inspired *Bride of Frankenstein*, and now is inspiring this. The original Frankenstein novel is, of course, in public domain at the moment, so anyone can do anything with it. So, if anyone's a little bit confused about, well, oh, how can someone else be doing this? It's because the characters, the stories, are in public domain. I don't know. What do you think about this one? Scarlett Johansson is essentially playing the Bride of Frankenstein in *Bride*. I think they should leave them alone. Yeah. Leave the old films alone. Yeah. I mean, they're, 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 as bad as some of them were, they they are um, classics and they're, you know, they are what they are for the time and all that sort of stuff and they're just brilliant films but if in, we, for the, in that regard. But know? if we try and if we try and look at this as like its own separate thing, which essentially it is, it's not really a remake of Bride of Frankenstein, it's a reimagining of the idea. Do we still think the same thing? Leave it alone, uh, or I don't know. Although I say leave it alone, I think I still wouldn't mind seeing it. Yeah, to be honest. But don't try and recreate oh, something no. like Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah, like if, if it's gonna if it's gonna be if it's gonna be a reimagining, mm. and it's gonna be you know like an, an amalgam of all different mm. sorts of ideas stemming from the book. That, that, that weren't really explored in the originals, yeah. go for it. Well, the originals were very, very loose adaptations of the books anyway, very loose. Um, and I don't know. Again, Universal isn't involved, so there's going to be things from Bride of Frankenstein they can't do. It's, again, just taking inspiration from that original novel. I think it sounds okay, but, again, it's, I feel like it's stuff we've seen before. I like Scarlett, Joh- 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 Scarlett Johansson. She does great stuff. I don't know if she's right for that, though. I don't, yeah, that's what I thought. I thought it just seems a bit, str- I don't know. It's a strange one. It's a really strange one. So I don't know. We'll keep track of this, see how it goes. I will definitely see it because I love this kind of gothic horror stuff. But it's just kind of, uh, uh, by the sounds of it, taking on more of like a science fiction-y kind of, I don't know. I don't know. But there, there was a, there was a, um, was it was Dragon Mary Shelley's? Um, there was a, um, a remake a few years back. Well, I'd say a few years, probably 20 years ago. Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Frankenstein? Mm-hmm. Mary Shelley's Frankenstein? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, I think it was. And I forget yeah. who was in it. It was maybe done in, in the 90s or Robert something. Robert De Niro? Was it the, the De Niro remember. version? And or you was, think of Bram that, Stoker's Dracula? Oh, it could have been that one. And that was that was truer to the book. Yeah, that, yeah, that's probably yeah. what you're thinking of. It was the Dracula yeah. one with Gary Oldman in it. Yeah, uh, yeah, Francis yeah, Ford that's Coppola it. Yeah, did it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, that was that was quite good. Yeah, that was, that was like truer real to the book. true to the so book. So maybe if that's a little truer to the book. Yeah, well, that's what they're going to have to do. But again, that's such a small seed from the book yeah, that they're going to have to do just something completely different. It's going to mm. be interesting. Anyway, I'm interested in again. I'm interested in this kind of stuff. Um, and it will be. I'm sort of interested if they don't try and remake something. Yeah, I hate, I'm sick of remakes. Well, you're not going to like this next bit of news because <laughs> uh, oh, we got a, we got a reboot of the Adams family coming up. Um, Tim Burton oh. is apparently um, heading this. Uh, this is a reboot or a remake of the original live action TV series. 
Uh, so Burton's on board as a producer. They're saying he might direct all the episodes as well. And Johnny, um, and Johnny Depp's going to be in this. Well, probably, yeah. <laughs> um, it's his first major live-action TV series. I don't know if he's done any minor live-action TV series, but that's what it said. Ma- first major live-action TV series. I think it's probably his. I don't know. I can't think of any other TV series he was attached to. But there you go. Tim Burton no, directing, maybe. producing for TV. Uh, the Adams Family. Yeah, you might get Johnny Depp in there as Lurch or something like that, probably. Um, The showrunners and the head writers of the show are Alfred Goff and Miles Miller, who were the showrunners on Smallville, Um, kind of the first number of seasons on Smallville. They also wrote Spider-Man 2 for Sam Raimi. Uh, So it's got a decent crew on board. They'd have to be Gomez. Johnny Depp would have to be Gomez. You couldn't cast him as a a Hispanic character. But it seems like something they would do and then get backlash over. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't do it. They wouldn't do it. They wouldn't do that, especially in today's climate. You couldn't have Johnny Depp playing a Hispanic who, character. I wonder who Morticia's going to be. Well, who knows? Well, I mean, like... Could only be one. Who's that? Is his wife? Oh, Helena Bonham Carter. <laughs> yeah, mate, yeah, probably. Well, they're not married. I don't, they don't think they were ever married, those two. They just... But well, they, partners and they live together no, in separate halves. Yeah, yeah, yeah they they got separate houses. Oh, they're not together anymore. They're separate houses. Separate houses yeah. on the same block yeah. next to each other. Yeah. They did. They're not together anymore. No. But yeah, they had two houses that were connected, <laughs> and they both lived in the separate. Just weird. Yeah, bizarre, funny, funny bizarre. people. Um, but yeah, that actually made me think that Johnny Depp did play. He played Tonto in the um, yeah. reboot yeah. of um, Lone the Lone Ranger and got slammed for it. Because he's playing a, a Native American, yeah, uh, I wouldn't. He wouldn't go there again. They couldn't do it, especially in today's climate. Um, they'll find they'll find a, a Hispanic actor that will be able to do the role, you know, really well. Um, so Deadline is reporting this anyway. They're saying that while not confirmed, sources say that the new live action series would be set in present times and be from the uh, the perspective of Wednesday Adams. And uh, what the world would look like to her in 2020. Interesting um, angle. Yeah. Uh, of course, we had a, a uh, attempted reboot of the Adams Family recently, the animated film. Yeah, that's right. Crap. Yeah. Didn't like it. Um, thought it was really average. And most people thought it was average, but they're making a second one. <laughs> so there's going to be a second one of that. They must um, have made money on it. I must have. Um, but I love the Don't know how. I love the original series. I watched a lot of that when I was a kid. It must have just been on. And I loved the movies that they did. You watched as well. it when you were a kid. Yeah, well you did too <laughs> when you were a kid. But yeah, I loved it, it. it was just always on. It must have been on like I was always those. creeped out by it though. I was always uh-huh. I was always creeped out by it. Yeah, it was because when you're a kid, you know, you look at cartoons and you exactly. think they're real. Yeah. So I was a bit creeped out. Um but yeah, so it, it is but yeah, they did have the animated version too, which I saw when I was a kid as well. So you had the live-action series, the cartoon series, and then there were the movies in the 90s, which were great as well. Um, so now we're going for another round. We've had the animated version last year, now we're going for another round of The Addams Family. This is another one of those things that's been done done to death. Um, I don't know. I think The Addams Family is great. The stories are great. The characters are great. Do we need them again? Probably not. Tim Burton attached to something like this. I think he's probably the perfect person to do it. Couldn't think of anyone, anyone else. Yeah, I couldn't think of anyone else to do to do this. It's like so. It's got like Edward Scissorhands, Beetlejuice. He's really Not weird. Evil, did he do? Did he do that? Um, is that one with the character that had the buttons for eyes, Coraline or something? 
Uh, no, Henry Salick did that, but Henry Salick directed um, Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, so, so it's a very similar sort of he thing. Could, he could get his hands on it too. Um, well, yeah, oh, yeah, exactly right. Um, so, yeah, but I think, like, if you look at Burton's illustrations and drawings and stuff, I think it would just be so perfect for the Adams family. I think it sounds, I think it could be really good. If it's done really well, I think this could be a really just visually beautiful take on the Adams family. But again, do we need another one? Do we need it again? I don't know. Not so much do we need, do we want it? Do we want it? I don't know. Again, another one to follow and just I'm uh, keep tabs on. I'm interested. When, once Burton gets his hands on it. Well, I like, see, uh, Tim Burton, I like some of his movies. I don't like some of his, I like, I love his early stuff. And then I feel like his more recent stuff, he just is doing the same stuff over mm. and over and over and over and over well, so again. So Beetlejuice and Scissorhands were great. I great like both films, of them. yeah, yeah. Loved them. Uh, but more recent stuff is almost like just treading the same ground. So this could be... Well, it could be both, again, treading the same ground or he could be pushing himself to do something a little bit different. But who knows? Mm. I'm interested in it. Uh, we've got another um, classic that's being rebooted for television as well, apparently. Um, I should say, reboots. sorry, uh, before we go into that, um, the the Adams Family, they don't know where it's going to go, but apparently Netflix is at the top of the list. Uh, they're shopping it around, so Netflix is probably going to buy that out and you'll mm. see it there. Uh, but, yeah, so we got another one, another classic that's being rebooted. For television, which is Smokey and the Bandit. 19, oh, no, this would be good. Original 19, uh, the original film came out in 1977, starred Burt Reynolds and Sally Field, um, and there was a series of films that kind of spawned off the back of that. <clears throat> Pardon me, none of them were very good, uh, but the original film was fantastic. We've got Seth MacFarlane and his uh, co-producer Erica Huggins are on board. Um, Where's McFarlane going to take it? Well, who knows? Uh, he's also got Danny McBride on board, Ooh, who's producing God. alongside his co-producing partner, Jody Hill. Uh, it's going to be written by David Gordon Green, who wrote Pineapple Express and Eastbound and Down, which was, of course, Danny McBride's series. Yep. And uh, a guy called Brian Sides, who apparently does a lot of work with David Gordon Green, but he's predominantly a documentary filmmaker. So that's interesting. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, so some pretty cool people attached to this. Um, Hollywood might, might be a little bit offbeat. I think so. It has to be with Seth MacFarlane and Danny McBride attached to exactly it. Exactly right. Um, Hollywood Reporter uh, says that this new take is inspired by the genre of 70s and 80s driving double features with the potential series exploring the crossroads where humble realities meet those larger than life all in the, all in a blast of a tailpipe exhaust. So it's just going to be really gritty and really kind of ex, exploitation filmmaking and just real kind of off the beaten track yeah. kind of, I think it'll be really cool. Good for those of us who love uh, muscle cars. Oh, yeah, you'll love it. <laughs> It'll be great. Um, no stars are set for it yet. No platform either, but it's being produced by Universal, so it'll probably go to Peacock, which is their streaming, yeah, streaming service. service. But, yeah, that sounds cool. I love the original movie. It's so fun. It's just one of those great action, comedy, adventure, um, car car chases and all that kind of shit. It's a great yeah. film. And I think, it's again, it's something that, this is an example of something that hasn't been done to death that I think could translate very well into a into a modern a series. Modern, yeah. So I'm looking forward to where, where they so. take Hopefully that. they uh, they set it in modern modern day. And, well, yeah, who knows? And use modern day vehicles and stuff. Yeah, that'd, that'd be, be pretty, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Oh, that'd be interesting. Um, so that's about it for the news. We got some pretty interesting stuff kind of announced and rumored yeah. and stuff this week. Um, well, how about we get on to some subscriber and listener questions and round the show? Yeah, let's today. do that. Okay, so. Um, so what have we got? We've got some, uh, let's do some Patreon ones first. Yes. 
Um, of one course. from Anthony. Yes. Uh, he says, it must have been like Christmas for you yesterday with both Raya and, 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 Anim- and Animaniacs trailers dropping. Mm-hmm. How hyped are you for these new projects now after seeing that footage? Uh, he says, he loves the show, could listen to you and old mate. Ramble on for hours. Mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> Thanks very um, much. Stay safe. Thanks, Anthony. Stay safe yourself. Oh yeah, man! I was so excited. Um, the Raya the Raya trailer dropped like midnight. Um, so I had to quickly yep. rush into my study and write my my trailer reaction and record it and edit it. And I was done by three a.m. And by the time I'd finished, I saw the Animaniacs trailer had dropped. I thought, oh Christ. I thought, no, I'm going to bed. So I went to bed, and first thing the next morning, I got up and I did that. Yeah. Oh, it was so good. Good day. Good day for trailers, and I can't wait for those two. Again, uh, you can check out my two little videos that I've done, and then if you want to hear me talk more shit about both of them. Yeah, they look good. Yeah. Look good. Um, oh, bloody Deller again. Lucky Deller's back. Lucky Deller. One of Dave's mates. Uh, We've known Deller for oh, most of your life. Too long. Yes. Went yeah. to school together. Mm-hmm. Um, he asks, <laughs> your, uh, what's your best Steve Buscemi movie? Oh, wow. Steve Buscemi. Oh, geez. I would have to for, say. For me, it'd yeah. be Fargo. Fargo, yeah. That, was, yeah, that yeah. was really the first, uh, uh, first film I'd, you'd really noticed yeah, the skin yeah, yeah. for me. Oh, I'd say for me, not not that it was really his film, but you have to look at the stuff he did with Adam Sandler, Bill, Bill big, um, big yeah, Daddy. yeah, Big Daddy, where he's uh, he's the the homeless guy, mm, sausage McMuffin, <laughs> or the uh, where he's the the drunk guy at the wedding and the wedding singer. Yeah, oh, that's, yeah, no yeah, that was, that was lessons. Great. Thank you, Pop. Oh, just great. <laughs> just great stuff, yeah. His comedic stuff's great. Oh, he's brilliant, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Fargo or um, uh, it's a Tarantino film we did. Um, uh, Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir Dogs, yeah. yeah. One of yeah, those, yeah. one of those for me. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, who have we got here? Shrin, Shrin, Shrini with Sharma, Shrini with Sharma. Yep. If you could only keep one Blu-ray from your collection, what would it be? Oh, I don't know. It's a tough one. It's easy. What's that? For me. For you, yeah. Easy for me is um, Apocalypse Now. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to think of like what cool collector's editions and stuff I have that I don't want to get rid of. Ooh. It'd have to be a film that that sort of first got you. Well, I reckon one of my big like box sets of The Wizard of Oz that I've got, one of those yeah. really cool like ultimate collector's brilliant. editions. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so Blake. Yes. So Blake up in Queensland, I think, isn't he? Blake? Yeah, yeah, I think, I think he's so. Up in Leave so. Hope you're uh, hope you're well, Blake. He's been a sub for long time, m- many years. Thanks again. Yeah. Uh, what is that? What What is it that makes so many sitcoms timeless? Mm-hmm. Is it purely the watchability, or is there another factor? Rewatchability. Sorry, that's what I said. Oh, rewatchability. Yeah. Uh, or is there? Or is there another factor? Uh, for example, Seinfeld is still talked about so frequently. Whereas shows like Breaking Bad seemingly fall off the face of the earth once the initial hype is gone, I think I think a lot of a lot of the um, sitcoms. I mean, you got to think a lot of these classic ones were in the era where you've still got twenty four episodes a season. Um, a lot of them lasted a long time, ten years. You know, Seinfeld was like nine years. Friends went for ten years. Frasier, Cheers went for eleven years. Um, and it just shows that hundreds and hundreds of episodes that went for a decade and people spent 10 years of their life for the best part of a year watching them every Thursday night, 
on television. And it's almost like they you become part of the family, you know the characters so well, you spend so much time with them over such a long period of time that it just becomes this show that's almost like a real kind of timeless thing yeah. that you can go back and rewatch and rewatch. It's like being with old friends. I don't know, like me with with friends, I don't really like rewatching shows because I always want to just go back and just like watch new stuff. But Friends is a series I've watched at least six or seven times in its entirety, from beginning to end. God Every couple of years, I've I've just done it, and then of course you just watch episodes here and there. And for me, it's that there's so many episodes, and you come to know the characters so well, and it's just, and then you've got something like Breaking Bad, which is a beloved show. But it went for six seasons of what ten episodes each. Yes, fifty. Friend. I think there's fifty episodes in total of Breaking Bad. So you take a show that has fifty episodes and only went for a very small period of time, and put that up against a show that went for ten years and there's hundreds of episodes. Yeah, it's a very different it's like kind cheers. of thing. Cheers is the same. Oh, sort cheers, of thing. eleven years. Eleven cheers years. went for. And then Frasier went another for another one. eleven. So Kelsey Grammer was playing Frasier for 20 years. And you almost feel like you grow with these people. Well, yeah, exactly right. You? And you see their journey over, like, storytelling today, Breaking Bad, prime example there, Blake, is like 50 episodes beginning to end. It's such a short story set over like a couple of years of this guy's life. These other series, you follow them for 10 years. Births, deaths, yeah. marriages. Yep. It's almost like you're part of the family. And I feel like that's... You know, people, you can connect with these characters and their stories a lot more. They took a lot longer to tell their stories too. I think that's what it's all about. Everybody loves Raymond. Raymond went for eight eight or nine years. King of Queens went for... And you became became part of his family. Yeah. So that's probably it. You become part of the... I know part of their uh, their environment, yeah. part of their part of their family, mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff. So I reckon, yeah. I reckon that's yeah, you're probably right. That's probably what it's all but about. But it's interesting because I did read something recently that I thought, oh yeah, that's right, that's true. Is you will never have another show like Friends or Seinfeld where everyone tuned in on, at ta- on the television right. at the exact same time on the exact same day. They would only play it once. They would only play the show once, yep. and everywhere would be watching the show at the same time. And the next day you'd be talking about it. Oh, do you see this? Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. Now it's all on streaming. You get a whole season at once and someone might watch 12 episodes over 12 weeks or someone might watch 12 episodes over a week. Someone might watch 12 episodes in a day. It's a very different well, like way. Like we did with Love Life the other night. Six episodes yeah, exactly night. right. Smash that almost the whole season. Well, Friends, Friends was probably the, the, the best example of, well, I'd of people say, tuning in every I'd every say week. Seinfeld as well. Probably Friends and yeah, Seinfeld true. are yeah. like those two like – Big ones, yeah. But this, it's just just a different way that we consume media now. Yeah, and I think that's a very big part of it as well. Mm. Isn't it, isn't it Friends? Friends have played every. Yeah, there's every, an episode of Friends, Friends being on, played somewhere around the world, world every, at every every single moment. Yeah, yeah. And we we when we went over to the states back in 2011, oh, I think it was. Yeah, and we went to the the Warner Brothers mm-hmm. lot where the set was. They were telling us there that that. At that at that point, because because it was in syndication and mm. you, know, you know they were being paid residuals and all those sorts of things, that each each of the six main characters were still being paid twenty five million dollars yeah. a year. Nuts! Years mm-hmm. after it had finished. Yeah, it's crazy. I reckon it would be more now because it's had a huge resurgence. It's had a huge resurgence recently. Um, so, so yeah, I think that's what it is. It, it just comes down to how many episodes there are, how long people had to watch these shows for, and just the way you consume media yeah. now is so different to the way you did 
even a decade ago, even five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's move on. Pete's, yep. Pete Samos yeah. is back. Another patron. He says, I missed last week. Mm-hmm. He said, firstly, good luck to the Storm. Now, those who aren't in Australia, mm-hmm. Storm is a, uh, is a rugby league team that I mm-hmm. follow, uh, Melbourne, Melbourne Storm. It's the only team we have in Melbourne in our national competition. And uh, Pete asked a few weeks ago whether, whether he thought his team would be, yep. would be there. And I said, no, I don't think so. Sorry, Pete. It'll be Melbourne Storm and, uh, and the Panthers. And sure enough, it's Melbourne Storm and the Panthers. And I predicted Storm to win. Wow. So hopefully by the time this goes, the game would have been played. And Storm would have won, I yeah. hope, anyway. So the, qu- the, question, so the, qu- the question is, is this a silly CMOS or a serious CMOS this week? Oh, I reckon this might be, I don't know, let's have a look. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> good luck to the Storm. So, yes, thanks, thanks, yeah. uh, thanks Pete. Uh, question this week is, you are directing a movie, I think it's a serious one. Okay. If you are <laughs> directing, directing a movie based on the life of old mate Rick, mm. what's, what's the title What's the title and who plays Rick? Vice versa, Rick Rick to answer for Dave. Oh, jeez. Oh, it's got to be called Old Mate, like the adventures of Old Mate. <laughs> oh, and we've got to get um, Aussie actor John Jarrett. John Jarrett, Who yeah. you know from Wolf Creek. Oh, yeah. Especially <laughs> with the beard. But I have to keep <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's why. There you go. All right, so we got John Jarrett in The Adventures of Old Mate. Yeah, and I reckon for you, mm-hmm. it would have oh, to be scary. Never Stop Talking. Yeah. And I reckon um, it's a bit like pop star never stop. It's never stop popping or whatever it's called. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, to play to play Dave, I would have to say uh, what's his name from Moon, Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. Oh, I'll take that. He's my favourite actor. I reckon, so I reckon Sam that. Rockwell would do uh, would do for that. Beautiful. Yeah. So there you go, Pete. Yeah. Um, pulp cereal. Long time follower. Okay, so yeah. Pop Terio says, what are your comfort movies that you watch at least once a year? Oh, there's so many. I feel like, I like especially growing up when I didn't have so many movies around me to Christmas kind of vacation. watch. Christmas Vacation, we watch every year. There was definitely a bunch of movies I had on constant rotation, which is like comfort films, like the Future series, um, stuff like The Truman Show. I was always yep. just strangely obsessed with. I loved it. I would watch it every year. Um, the Wedding Singer, Fifty First Dates, um, just movies like that. Bowfinger, Steve Martin, you know, Eddie Murphy films. Um, these are just all movies I grew up with, and they're ones that I just would go back to over and over and over and over again and uh, just love them. This year, of course, I'm trying to get through hundreds of movies I haven't watched so I haven't had much time to re-watch stuff this year. But, yeah, they're definitely the ones that I go back to over and over. Oh, and in more recent years, um, Notting Hill. Just love that movie so much. I probably only discovered that maybe a decade ago, maybe, yeah, probably 10 years ago or so. I just love it. Notting Hill. I've probably watched that at least once a year since yeah, I first discovered probably. it. Love it. And then there's the Christmas films we watch. And then, yeah, all the Christmas movies, like, as you said, uh, Christmas Vacation. um, It's our Christmas Day film, that one. Yeah, every Christmas Day. And for me, particularly, uh, Miracle on 34th Street. Yeah, the the original and the... Well, either one, yeah, I love them both. Because I grew up as a kid with the remake and then discovered the 
uh, the original one kind of, I guess, mid-teens, early teens maybe. So every year it's almost like, oh, which version do we watch this year? Yeah. Some year we'll pick one over the other. Other years we'll watch them both. Yeah. And, and you know, one of, one of my favourite Christmas mm. ones. Hot dog. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's a wonderful works. life, of course. Yeah, beautiful <laughs> yeah, yeah. film. I didn't Great say film. The Wizard of Oz, of course. Oh, yeah. That's, so there you uh, go. that's standard rotation. Yeah. Uh, ben Specht, what do you think is the best streaming service and why? Oh, I don't we'll know. We'll just uh, have to rush through these a bit. We're getting yeah, we are long. getting a bit over time. Um, um, I don't know. I think they've all got pros and cons. Netflix is good, but then there's not much great stuff on there. And I feel like it's few and far between with Netflix things. There might be like two or three really great things you watch a year and then that's it. Disney Plus is fantastic. Um, but again, their kind of um, output of exclusive stuff is still very thin at the moment. Stan, I think, is great here at the yeah. moment. Stan is yeah. probably, I say Stan I'd say it's... in Australia, is probably the best. I was so anti-Stan for so long because they were terrible when they first yeah. came here. But they've been here like maybe five years now and because they've got the Hulu stuff, they've got the HBO Max stuff, they've got almost everything you can imagine is on there. Um, a lot of classic stuff. Um, they're the best service in Australia at the moment. But once these all these uh, other streaming services start start landing here, I fear that everything's going to get stripped from them. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Mr. Ubri. Yep. Uh, have you seen any Monty Python media? If so, mm. who are your favourite members? <sighs> Michael Palin. Yeah. Michael Palin's probably my favourite. I grew favorite. up with, with Python and though yeah. loved him. Loved and him. Loved he, him since I was a kid. And then he brought me up on Monty Python yep. since I was like bloody five years old, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Palin's my favourite. <clears throat> um, I'd say so. I've watched all of Palin's um, documentary stuff as well. Um, so I, lo- I love him. I think he's great. We've seen... Every Monty Python member live on yes. stage, except for uh, Terry Gilliam and, Chapman, Ch- and well, Jack Crane Chapman, <laughs> because he passed away many years ago, and of course uh, Terry Jones, who passed away last year. But we saw Cleez on stage, and then we saw, saw Palin. Cleese, then we saw Palin, and then we saw Cleez and Eric Idle on stage That's together, right, yep, yep. and then I saw Eric Idle again when I was over in Cambridge. So, but I've yeah. seen every, I've, we've seen every movie and yep, every, every episode series, of yeah. uh, Flying Circus. I've seen it all. Yep. Love it. Yep. BCNA Sanderson. Yep. Uh, what are your What are your thoughts on Rocco's Modern Life? Loved it as probably my favourite Nickelodeon show, other than the Rugrats. Maybe even more than the Rugrats. I love that show. No, I reckon Rugrats. Rugrats was the best thing. On that, yeah. Um, Shy Sherman, have yep. have you seen? Do you like old Disney true life adventure films? What, which is your favourite? Yeah, I've, I've, I haven't seen all of them. I've seen quite a number of them. Um, I can't really, I don't know. I can't really think of a favourite at the moment. They did ones with um, like lions and stuff. I just like the African um, animals, like safari animals and stuff like that. So the ones they did on like lions and stuff. I think were really great is those classic ones that Walt Disney did like in the 60s. Mm. But really the first kind of natural history films that there were. But then they also did like a bunch of, um, I guess they were like compilation films as well, which were a lot of fun. So it kind of brought little clips from each of the films together. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I've seen a few of them and they're enjoyable. Uh, a couple more we'll quickly get through. Yep. It was Top 11 or Top XI, yep. however you once once it said. Mm-hmm. Um, out out of all the Disney shows, which is your favourite, all-time oh. favourite? Well, I'm assuming he means like the uh, the afternoon shows, like the cartoons. Probably Goof Troop or uh, Doug. I loved Doug. Oh, Doug. He's yeah, that weird-looking kid, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he had like yeah. the blue friend and a little dog. 
I loved Doug. So good. Tom Tom Bodoon Bodoon yeah. Bodoon. However, yeah. it's pronounced. Sorry, Tom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we are terrible. What's the <clears throat> next? Next, just write in phonetically yeah, how, yeah. You, how you pronounce your name, um, and we'll get it right. Yep. What's the best or your favourite recasting of any character in any remake? Oh, I don't know. It is a tough one. Uh, I'm trying to think of some remakes uh, that were out there. Usually, it's terrible. Usually, it's just really bad. Yeah. Like if you think of like Psycho, they remade Psycho shot for shot with Vince Vaughn. That's right. Um, in the Anthony Perkins role, it was dreadful. Yeah, it wasn't great. Uh, but I don't know. I can't. I can't even really think. I probably should have thought about this before we uh, before we recorded it. Yeah, probably. Uh, maybe I'll think about that and we'll answer it again next week. Hmm. I don't know. I couldn't think of anything. I couldn't. Yeah. Um. Oh, one that one that wasn't great. Yeah, another one that wasn't great. We'll give you the worst ones. <laughs> the worst, the worst one of yeah. all time, yeah. I reckon, would have to be Johnny Depp. Oh no! Yeah. Oh, Willy Wonka. Yeah. Dreadful. Yeah. Oh, it's it's... one of the worst movies I've seen in my life. Well, you get slammed because people are going to love that film, but yeah. it's just a piece of oh, trash. No. Well, maybe a good one was, uh, as we said before, Gary Oldman in the Dracula. Film was yeah, brilliant. Man. Was very good. I'll have, um, have to give it some thought, and next week answer it. But for now, that's the end of the show. Thank you very much for joining us. Well, I was hoping this was only going to be an hour long this week, but we somehow spitballed out to an hour and a half. Because you can't shut up. I know I can't shut up. It's the name of my film, isn't it? I'll write an autobiography one day. Can't shut up. Uh, of course, you can find me on YouTube over at Dave Lee Down Under. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. Uh, there'll be links for that down in the description below. This episode goes out on all podcasting platforms, including Apple uh, Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Amazon's still trying to sort out what's going on there. Maybe, maybe we're on there. But I haven't looked, so uh, we'll sort that out. Um, a visual element is also available to view on YouTube, which goes out two days earlier to Patreon supporters. So if you'd like to support me on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month, uh, just head to patreon.com forward slash Dave Lee down under. Uh, if you're listening on podcast platforms, please leave a review. We like the good ones. Just uh, It really, 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 really helps. So please do that. Last week uh, on YouTube, I launched my Casper the Friendly Ghost Evolution and Voice Evolution episodes, um, as well as trailer breakdowns for the Animaniacs and Disney's Raya and the Last Dragon uh, in addition to my interview with the Walt Disney Animation lead creative team from Once Upon a Snowman so you can check all that content out I did a couple of other little bits of news and pe- uh, bits and pieces of news as well it was a big week this week I'm exhausted um, this coming up week this week coming up I should say um, I'll be launching a ranking of my top 10 scariest Looney Tunes cartoons just in time for Halloween haven't even started that um, mm. So I'm going to have that up on Thursday. Good luck. Uh, good luck with that. Thank you very much. Uh, you can also expect an announcement for next month's Cartoon Evolution as well as a preview for the month ahead uh, towards the end of this week. Um, so, yeah, that'll be very exciting. I always love doing that. And additionally, I'll have my latest Blu-ray, DVD collection update and haul video over um, up over this weekend as well. Um, next week, we're going to have a very special Halloween edition of the podcast. Don't I'm not know. putting makeup on. <laughs> no, I don't think I don't think we'll go that far. Honestly, I haven't even thought about it. <laughs> Too many other things to think about. I just know that I've got a seed of an idea that we're going to do a Halloween show, and I have no idea what that entails, but we will sort it out over this next week. Again, uh, SpongeBob competition for SpongeBob Season 9 on DVD. You can head to the channel, YouTube, Dave Lee Down Under, and you can enter that. Of course, only Australian subscribers only. You must be a subscriber to enter that as well. If you do want to write into the show, you can shoot an email to Pod 
at gmail.com. Thanks once again for listening. Thanks, old mate Rick, for joining. Thanks, Dave. We'll see you on the next Thanks one. Thanks for listening. Take it easy, guys. Take care.